It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Kicking off a week here where we uh, have a lot to talk about. Another huge sports weekend in Pirate Nation and beyond. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Cookie, I didn't get you that sound I was going to get you. I'm sorry. My bad. No, you're good. I was going to get you some uh, fallen dookies and uh, fallen woofy sound. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, hey, you still got the little, like, uh, blah, 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 uh, sound bite, right? <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I have that for the one and only. Michael uh, Scratch and Sniff Buscemi, he will be uh, producing in lieu of David Horn tonight. You said Scratch and Sniff? Yeah, that's an old school. Oh, movie. God. If, that, if, if, you're, if you've been around for uh, a few years, you remember back to the original morning show Talk of the Town days, where I dubbed him that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was asked why, and I said there's a lot of scratching and a little sniffing going on there. So, <laughs> come on, Cookie. Yeah, that was good. I'll give you boy. that. I know that's your boy, but come on. Uh, the great uh, Chris Cookie Cook producing today. Woo! Uh, thanks to Philip uh, Pilkington for uh, filling in on Friday. Doubleheader softball action uh, on uh, Friday for uh, ESPN Plus, and then uh, a crazy, uh, cra- you know, we, we finished up the uh, broadcast. We actually got started late on uh Saturday, we were scheduled to go on at three o'clock, and I thought, well, as soon as the softball game's over, because those things can, can kind of be over lickety split sometimes, I'll just meander over and watch the end of the baseball game, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were delayed an hour to start because the game before us ran long. They got a it was one of these uh, tournament events they call it, but kind of a multi-team event. ECU softball has them every year. They had about a month's worth of them. So kudos to all the people on the broadcasting side uh, that have worked really hard to get all those games either on Plus or the uh, the school's website, ecupirates.com. So as soon as we get wrapped up with that, uh, we go over. Now, Sunholder was with me on uh, Saturday for softball. We had uh, one of the other – both the analysts for softball, neither one of them could make it. They both had conflicts. So uh, they installed Sunny in there, which was fine, and uh, we went over to – the uh, stadium afterwards, and it was about the ninth inning, so I got to see all the excitement at the end where the Pirates loaded the bases, and we'll recant the magic of that with Coach Godwin coming up in uh, a little bit. We'll have our inside the ECU uh, athletics, or uh, inside the ECU clubhouse, excuse me, inside ECU clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin a segment. Inside Pirate Athletics radio show tonight. Uh, right here on 94.3, the game live from Logan's Roadhouse is going to feature uh, some Pirate Baseball players. Uh, they will be on the uh, program. It's going to be fun. Uh, they will have uh, Josh Groves, who's coming off a four-hit game. Trey Savage, the American Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Week. Uh, Alec Makarevich, AMAC, and uh, Jacob Starling, who was the hero of that game I just described for you there. And uh, Blake Hardigy, uh with uh, the Pirate coaching staff will be there. Or support staff uh, 
tonight for the Pirates. So lots to, to lead you into with that here today. We'll have some uh, baseball comments from for you. Uh, we'll have some uh, comments from Coach McNeil's postgame. Uh, Pirates lost uh, a game that uh, they were hanging in there after the first quarter, but things kind of got away from them. I think there's too much athleticism, too much length, too much experience for uh, Pirate basketball, but uh, we had that for you here on 94.3 The Game on Saturday night late. I uh, don't think they got started, Cookie. Uh, I, I took it in the first quarter. It was about 10-15 when they started. Yeah, about 10-15 or so when, when things got started. So I do remember uh, after the first quarter it being like 23-15, to 15, and I was like, wow, we legitimately have a chance in this. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Texas is tough to beat that team with all that tradition and a coach that's been there before at other stops at, at, at uh, home. So good experience for the for the Pirate team. Uh, I saw where Maya Joyner wrote a nice uh, long uh, – what is it called on Twitter, Cookie? Would you write a thread, a text thread? Oh tweet yeah, thread, okay. Tweet thread. Yeah, I sound like Henry describing something. A tweet thread, <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty nice. Um, let me see here. Uh, and then we had uh, we had pirate football going on uh, this past uh, weekend inside of the uh, stadium. Uh, Coach Houston, of course. Here we go. I'm excited that 94.3, the game is the home of the Pirates. By the way, I saw Joe um, saw Joe on uh, Sunday before the baseball game. What a handsome lad that uh Oh, yeah, that Joey Joe Football. Is. is that what we call him, Joey Football? Uh, I think you gave him that nickname like one day, and he like loved it, so I've been calling he him He ran that. with it? Yeah, he ran with okay. it. I couldn't remember what I called him. And, oh, no, uh, Joey now Football. Now I know it's Joey Football. You're Cookie, Phillips the ref because he used to referee. Uh, we got Joey Football, and then Dom is a young Howard Stern. He looks like Stern. <laughs> That's in the first place. time I've heard that, but I like that. Yeah. Well, his hair when his hair was bushier, he resembled a young uh, Howard Stern. All right. Uh, hey, let's. Uh, Cookie, I meant to ask you this, and I'm sure we do, but do you want to double check on the tickets, or do you feel confident we have tickets for this weekend? I feel confident we have tickets uh, for this weekend, especially uh, uh, for Wednesday's game. I would also say. Well, we don't. The Wednesday game is in Fayetteville, so do we, oh, I don't okay. think we have tickets for um, the Fayetteville game. Then, yeah, I, I, speaking, I'm almost positive uh, oh, we have. Cookie getting ahead of his skis there. <laughs> You're going to get me on the hook for having to pay for somebody's tickets down in Fayetteville, which I have seen a lot of ads on social media about, I guess, the, the local team down there selling it. That is going to be a neutral game, by the way. You'll hear Coach Godwin hopefully talk about this uh, when we catch up with him, but... Uh, that is a game where the Pirates could end up being the home team because it's not a home game for Campbell. It's a neutral site game. Kind of what uh, ECU and UNC originally had planned, where you'd play one game in you know, Greenville, one in Chapel Hill, and then one at a neutral site, a minor league stadium. That's kind of what ECU and Campbell have done this year with that series, with the neutral site being uh, down in Fayetteville at Segra Stadium, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous stadium. So... Uh, uh, looking forward to, to that one. Be a top 20 matchup. Pirates, by the way, stayed at number 10 in the D1 baseball poll and in the Baseball America poll, climbed to number 10 this week. So, uh, that is interesting stuff there. I think Campbell was still in the top 20 in all of the polls. There was one, maybe there were 21, but I mean, it's for all intents and purposes, a top 20 matchup on Wednesday. All right. Uh, let us, uh, let us, uh, do a break, Cookie. Let's go ahead and do that because I want to get to uh, as much of our audio as possible. 
Oh, a couple of things, a couple of uh, notes before we do. I'm sorry, Cookie. Throwing you a curveball. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, Rick Patino hired officially as the coach of the uh, St. John's, uh, are they the Red Storm? Of St. John's, that's all you need to know. So Ricky P. back in Madison Square Garden. Uh, another hire that was made today, uh, kind of, uh, or at least reported today. I don't know if it's been made official yet, but Mike Bray, who was at Notre Dame, going to South Florida. How about that? So you've got South Florida hiring Mike Bray after getting rid of, uh, Gregory. And, uh, here you go with, uh, Bray, who originally, when he was leaving the uh, Notre Dame situation, was said to be retiring, and they kind of treated it as her retirement, even though Bray, shortly after that, was like, well, I still want to coach. And he goes down to South Florida. So, I mean, it's kind of where people retirement go, right? The Tampa Bay region or just anywhere in Florida. So Mike Bray uh, expected to be hired as the men's basketball coach at South Florida. Uh, mixed reaction on people I've talked to about that. I actually think it's a great hire. I think Bray, they'll be better. They're, they're not going to be scored 60 points a game like they were under uh, Brian Gregory. They're going to be scoring some points. So if anything, they'll be fun to watch down there. And, and, look, it gives the American in a time of transition a little bit of a national profile. I think that's that's a positive thing. Uh, so that And then uh, Georgetown did hire uh, Cooley from – Providence. So uh, he heads down to uh, Georgetown. So just uh, some of the dominoes that are falling. Uh, Sweet 16 is set. Of course, Houston is in there now. If you're a Pirate fan or a fan of anybody in the American, root like crazy for Houston. The more games Houston wins, the more units they get, the more units that are acquired, the more money goes to the American and in turn goes to ECU. Uh, and with FAU making the Sweet 16, that's a positive thing because obviously that bodes well for a strong basketball team coming to the A, uh, the American next year. I think, I, I, I thought they were senior laden, but apparently they only have one senior. Now you never know what's going to happen in the portal, but FAU to the Sweet 16, Florida Atlantic, who makes uh, their premiere in the American in July. All right, let's uh, do the break now, Cookie, uh, and we'll do caller five. You want to do that, Cookie? Sounds good. Or, let's mix uh, it up. Let's yeah. go caller six. Ooh. How about caller six? We always six? do an odd number. Always do an odd number. Okay. Uh, how about three? Good. Let's get people ready to roll. All right. All right. Caller three now, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263, because I'm a nice guy and for no other reason. Uh, your chance to win a pair of tickets to each of the games this weekend for the final non-conference series against George Mason and a Chico's Mexican restaurant gift card. Good luck. We'll take caller three at 252-561-GAME. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 943thegame to take us anywhere you are at any time. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Yeah. 
Cookie, you're a big uh, Mickey D's guy, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I go there every day, literally every single yeah. day. You ever been to the one down from the hospital? Uh, us, I, me and Philip actually ate there together one time, yes. Okay. Do you see where the car, a car apparently flipped over? No, I didn't see the that. the restaurant there today? But I know that there's like that huge, uh, like thing in the parking lot that like leads into the bridge. I could totally see someone flipping on that or something. This looks like, uh, somebody in the drive-thru flipped their car. Anyway, they clearly came from the road or off of the curb, I would think, but. Yeah, white car, like upside down, outside that Mickey D's. That's wild. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Some people's kids, uh, man. And then, and then, I don't know where this, it was somewhere in the east. Somebody else had a shot up of somebody that, no, this was down actually in South Carolina, Florence, where a couple of cars crashed into each other and like flipped into a Chick-fil-A, so. Hey, maybe they're Come just on, targeting uh, fast food joints. It could be. Could be just a fast food uh, targeting situation. Uh, Brett Greenville is our big winner today of the uh, pair of tickets to each of the uh, games this weekend against George Mason, 6-4-1 on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He also got a Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. So good on you there, Brett. Thanks for uh, calling. Congratulations to you. Cookie, uh, let's do our pirate report. Time for that now. Let's go. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Yes, indeedy duty. Uh, we have, uh, where do you want to start, Cookie? I, I, let's start with some football. Uh, pirates were in the confines of Daddy Ficklin Stadium for their fourth spring practice. They'll be back at it tomorrow. And the uh, Pirates and uh, went full pads. Here's Coach Houston says that uh, the run game, especially uh, between the tackles, quite intense on Saturday morning. Inside run was really, really good. I mean, it was, it was intense. And it, was, uh, it was very physical. And I, told, I just want to talk to him about it at the end. You know, that drill is designed for there to be a free hitter on defense. You know, wh- whoever it is is dictated by the play. You know, because you, know, you, you can say that guy would make the tackle. You can say that guy would have broken the tackle. But you don't know until you put him in that situation. And so uh, that was a, a drill where it's highly competitive on the fronts. And then there is a free hitter versus a running back uh, to finish the play. And so you find out a lot about our running backs. You find out a lot about uh, you know, our safeties and our linebackers. Yeah, and until Raji Harris gets back, I mean, they're going to need some. And even when he does get back. These running backs, you're going to have to have somebody step up in the place of Keaton Mitchell, who was uh, at practice, by the way, the other day, uh, looking on. Uh, this is Coach Houston on the first live practice of the spring. I was the first live contact today, uh, first time in the stadium this spring. So, you know, those two things add a little bit more uh, to practice. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, pretty enthusiastic, pretty enthusiastic out here. I think the guys have had a positive start to the spring. Uh, there's been some things we've done well. There's been some things that we need to improve on. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what spring practice is for. All right, and uh, Coach used to giving uh, Pirate Nation an update on his quarterbacking situation. We saw the play there at the end of the, the, end of the uh, team period right there. So obviously, Mason is a uh, very gifted athlete. Uh, I thought he had some incredible throws today. I thought he uh, you know, had a couple of good runs. Uh, I think he has uh, had a very positive start to spring practice. I think Alex has had a very positive week this week also. Raheem, Raheem's going to be a really good player one day. Uh, he has great composure in the huddle. Uh, he doesn't get rattled out there. 
he's a high school senior in college football practice, and, uh, and he's looked like a good one. So, but uh, certainly excited he's here, and uh, that's a kid that's going to get better every single day. Yeah, talking uh, the three-star Raheem Jeter there, and uh, if you, you know, kind of project this out with Mason and ever how long Garcia participates, we'll hear from him in a little bit, ever how long he he goes, and then you got Jeter. I mean, you've got some real studs lined up athletically in that quarterback spot. Nice run uh, for the Pirates to potentially go on here. Of course, you got to do it on the field. Uh, we are uh, – Talking about the improvements of the pass defense, Coach Houston, uh, answering that question. We did not uh, play the pass very well last year. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the offseason looking at why. Uh, some was uh, maybe some things that we were doing defensively. Uh, you know, some was personnel. And so we have gotten a lot longer. Uh, I think that has, uh, you know, been a, been a very positive uh, already so far this spring. Uh, you know, the passing lanes, uh, you know, were a lot more congested. Uh, we have a lot of length at corner, and uh, that's caused some problems uh, already for you know for our offense. You know that they didn't have to, to encounter last spring, so um, I think that's something that's going to help us overall. Coach says the defensive line has stood out so far for the Pirates. I think our defensive front stands out, and they should. You know, those kids, they all started as freshmen in 2020. Uh, brought in JD to add to that group last year, but I mean those guys, those kids have been here playing for three years. And, uh, you know they're a veteran group and they're a tough, freaking hard-nosed group. So uh, you know, that's that's the bunch that's going to stand out here early in practice. Come on. Uh, let's see, uh, Mason Garcia now. And he says it was best for him to learn behind Holt Nailers for another year last season. Process, you know, and I, like me and Coach Gary were just talking after practice, you know, it's something that we both wanted to meet, you know, and Holt was always there, and Holt wasn't going to come back for it last year, but, you know, it's the best decision he made, and it was the best decision for me to sit back behind him and learn another year. And coming in the spring, you know, learning behind him is like you just seeing everything quicker, you know what I'm saying, just being behind him and stuff. And that's really it, man, just being able to sit behind him for those years and be able to come in and now just see everything and be able to do it. It's not perfect, but it's going to get there. And here's Mason on what it means to be a leader. Preparation for me now, just being able to watch the film maybe twice before I get out here or just be ahead of everybody. Because you know, it starts with me on this offense. So, I mean, just getting going every day and preparing really is the main key for me. And I feel great, you know, without here with these guys and everybody's doing awesome. And uh, Mason, who I thought uh, in these questions really uh, represented himself in the program very, very well. Uh, what a great young man. Uh, said... He is uh, taking on the task of being the guy that everybody looks to now that Holt Nailers is no longer here. Like I said you got to be prepared. You got to be the most prepared out of everybody on the field. You got to uh, take everything to a next level. You got to be the first one in the uh, locker room, last one out of the locker room. Be that leader for younger guys like Raheem. You know he came in and did a great job. You know what I'm saying being. You know I'm trying to teach, teach him as much as Holton taught me. You know, but it's great to get around with the guys and be able to feel like that man to lead the group. Now, Cookie, is this a one-second cut or is this? Longer than that. Uh, talking about number nine? No, it's ten seconds. Yeah. Okay, because I see on my card here one dash sex. Like S-E-C-S, not one, not like sex. I didn't do like all S-E-C-S. these. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, I didn't do all I, these. I know who did. I know who did. Oh, gracious. A lot of those guys on defense in 2020 class, guys that came in with me. So everybody's, you know, coming together, and we're all competitive because we've been waiting our turn. So it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fire in that group. So it's, it's awesome.
I didn't even get to introduce the cut cookie. Anyway, Mesa Garcia said that's what they have, uh, that, that Classy came in with. They've been waiting for their time. All right. Last one for Mesa Garcia. Uh, on having to prepare to be hit, even though, you know, they, you know, can't hit him, hit him, per se, in practice. I'm running like I'm getting hit. You know, sometimes it may, might not seem like it, but I'm definitely running, like, thinking I'm trying to get away from a defender that I'm getting hit. But, you know, it's full speed, everything around here with Coach Houston. So that's all that matters. All right, uh, let's hear from Jalen Johnson. Pirates will need a uh, reliable pass catcher, and Johnson could be that in the slot. Uh, he talked about that move. Um, it's been smooth, like you said. Like that was my natural position at Georgia. Last season was my first season playing outside um, as a full outside receiver. So moving back into the slot, it was easy. It's just it's natural. It's a lot more room. It's a lot of more like savviness, and a lot of times I get to show like my route running ability. He. Uh... You know, I thought came on really near the end of last year, and it's going to be relied on heavily this year. Uh, Johnson talked about some of the new faces uh, on the squad this year. Shout out to guys from the last year's squad, but this this year is like a new team, a new energy. It's always different. You know, the first week, you kind of got to, like, get used to going against new people that you probably didn't go against last season. So it's just good, new competition. We're all having fun getting better. Um, this is... Uh, Bobby, beep, beep, bop. Uh, Jalen, are we on 13 cookie? Jalen Johnson on yes, the uh, new receiver room? All right, let's hit that. Oh, yeah, it's different just because um, we lost um, some big faces, um, some familiar faces, as always. But, you know, it's an X-Man-up mentality. Um, we're all just in it together. We, we spend a lot of days in the offseason, about four days a week throwing with Mason, trying to get that chemistry down. So we're excited to show what we can do this year. Uh, Julius Wood talking about uh, the first week of practice as we switch to one of the Pirate defenders now. It's going pretty good. Um, everybody coming together. and um, Everybody like the transfers coming in. And everybody's getting used to each other. And it's just been exciting to see for real. And just to see the athletic ability that they bring to the team is just a wonderful sight to see. And once it all come together, it's going to be super nice to see on the field. Julius Wood's such a uh, cool guy, cool customer. Uh, and uh, another really great representative, but boy, he will—he—he uh, he goes beast mode on game day. He will lay the lay the lick on you. Uh, this is uh, Wood on the importance of uh, kind of slowing the game down. It's just like coming in to mature and just uh, learning the playbook and staying in the playbook and uh, just really just slowing the game down and just not making it as fast as on yourself, you know. Because sometimes people play too fast for the game, and then once they slow it down, things just start to come naturally to them, and it starts the game starts to become easier to them. And he talked about practicing in full pads. You know, when you ain't got no pads on and stuff, it's just it don't feel like football. You're going through the techniques and stuff, so you're just working on techniques. But once it comes to having the pads on and doing all those things and that such, uh, it's just a great feeling to have them pads back on and get physical and play a physical game how it's supposed to be played. All right, uh, that is uh, the recap of uh, Pirate football from the audio perspective. Let's uh, go now to some of the baseball players uh, after the Pirate sweep of uh, Missouri State. Uh, High-level uh, offense coming in this weekend. Pirates shut him down. Josh Groves, big day yesterday, and uh, says he never got to the point where he felt like he was out of gas. Uh, I, I actually felt pretty good. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure it looked like it. I was getting tired with the walks. But um, I felt good going into the eighth. And 
obviously wanted to close that ending out and go nine, but uh, you know, just got got to those two walks right there, and uh, it was time to pass the ball. Time to pass the ball to the next guy, and Shank did his job, and then uh, Beaker did a nice job coming in and, and getting the, the game over with. Well, look, the last walk that Groves uh, gave up, it was a strike. I mean, we were watching it, obviously, on the television monitor, and he got squeezed on that. So uh, Groves was excellent. And, uh, yeah, some of those 3-2 battles did lose, but uh, I, th- I think that will improve. Is that something he will bear down on? Uh, Pirates, I thought, yesterday were excellent in every aspect of the game. Their their offense... Uh, their execution of the offense, they, you know, eventually kind of broke it open. I thought defensively they were really sharp yesterday, and obviously what Groves and uh, Lunsford Shinkman did out of the pen uh, was really impressive. Josh Moylan uh, got four hits yesterday, second time in his career he's done that. He said he was happy about the, having those balls, uh, you know, kind of find uh, places to land on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I, I think Coach was uh, pretty fair and jokingly talking about those, too. I think the wind helped me a little bit there. But, no, it felt good to just come out and put some good swings on the ball. I mean, a couple dropped in that maybe I just missed, but two good swings definitely on two of my hits, and I, I felt good today. And I think the whole team felt good today. I mean, like you said, we were rolling. I think it was 13 hits, like you said. So just got out and put good swings on it. There was a point earlier in the year where he was hitting the ball uh, right on the button and, and just hit right at people. So, uh Kind of averages out in the end. Moylan on getting the sweep against the Bears. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're they're a great ball club. Class act, bunch of good guys. I mean, they were talking to me all weekend at first base. It's a good group of guys. But, I mean, our starting pitching and bullpen was phenomenal this weekend. Groves went out probably the best star I think we've had all year. Trey on Friday lights out, and uh, Spivey yesterday was amazing. So credit to the pitching staff. I mean, it's a good offense, and we uh, held them at bay. And we'll get a uh, good uh... – Look at uh, all of this from the eyes of Cliff Godwin coming up. Uh, 25 here, Cookie. Lane Hoover says uh, Sunday was a good day. Yeah, I mean, it felt good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, and I, it feels good because, you know, my, my teammates keep me in the game, and um, I'm engaged the whole time, so today was a good day. Had a great catch, uh, had a couple hits, and uh, Lane Hoover is uh, really looking good at the plate at the bottom of the pirate order and uh, has kept the uh, kept things going with the uh, ECU offense to get back to the top. Uh, Pirates lost on the hardwood in the NCAA Women's Tournament. Kim McNeil uh, after the team's season-ending loss. Yeah, we ran into a very good Texas team. You know, it's, um, you know, they're huge. They keep throwing them at you, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of this team and what we've been able to accomplish this year. You know, I hope Pirate Nation won't remember us off of this one game, but they'll remember the fact that we got picked last and finished third, the fact that we got picked last and we won 20-plus wins and that we won an American uh, tournament championship. So this is the first first time for our team. Won't be the last time. It's a learning experience, you know, and, I, and we'll take a lot away from this game, and I definitely think it will motivate us for the future. And Kim McNeil says she's excited about the future and proud of the season. Extremely proud, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. We'll have a good off season. We'll have a good summer. We've got some good young ladies coming in next year. We return a lot. You know, so the future is bright, and, and I just, you know, hope that we made Pirate Nation proud. That's what we always set out to do, whether it's on the court, in the classroom, or in the community. Well, I think they did, and, uh, I, I, look, tough task to go to, uh, to Texas. Young team, a lot of lessons will be taken from this experience, and, and 
build a little hunger towards getting back there next season. All right, let's uh, get to the one and only Chris Cook, 94.3 The Game Sports Update, and then we'll have our Inside the ECU Clubhouse segment with Coach Godwin, so stay tuned. Starting off, ECU baseball star Trey Savage has been named the AAC Baseball Pitcher of the Week. This weekend, ECU baseball completed the series sweep against Missouri State with a score of 10-1 to yesterday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Coach Godwin had this to say about the hitting this weekend from the Pirates. Mullen had some good fortune today. Uh, you know, the wind's blowing, uh, no clouds in the sky. You're a baseball guy. When there's no clouds in the sky, it makes it a little bit harder to uh, judge uh, pop-ups uh, because there's no depth perception. And uh, But he's hit a lot of balls hard this year and been right at people. But I, I just thought up and down the lineup, we put pressure on him. Um, Starling was able to get some bunts down. Joey Barini got a bunt down. Then Hoover drove him in. Um, just up and down the lineup. And guys came off the bench. Nate Christman, Carter Cunningham played great. Pirate football had their first spring practice in full pads this past Saturday. The Pirates will have their annual spring game on April 8th at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. ECU women's basketball storied season came to an end Saturday night in Austin, Texas, after number four Texas defeated the Pirates in the first round of the women's NCAA tournament. We congratulate the Pirates on an amazing season. Duke couldn't advance past the second round of the NCAA tournament this weekend as they fell to Tennessee 65 to 52 on Saturday. NC State season also came. To to an end on Friday against Creighton, 72-63. South Florida is expected to hire Mike Bray as their new head coach for men's basketball, and Iona coach Rick Pitino has agreed to a six-year deal with St. John's to become their next head basketball coach. And finally, the Carolina Panthers have added a key piece to the new roster this weekend as Adam Thielen announced over Instagram that he is signing with the team. Free agent wide receiver Adam Thielen announcing on Instagram that he is joining the Carolina Panthers. Minnesota Navis spent the first nine years of his career playing for his hometown Vikings and left ranking fourth all-time on the receiving yard list. He joins the Panthers team that just acquired the number one draft pick, looking to draft a quarterback as they just traded away D.J. Moore to the Bears as a part of that deal. So Thielen perhaps will be the number one guy or the number two guy there if they go out and get themselves another receiver. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with Cliff Godwin on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Pirates coming off a sweep in which uh, I thought yesterday clicked on all cylinders. Great weekend for ECU baseball. And Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin joining us uh, here on the uh, radio. Or if you're with us on the complete podcast on 943thegame.com. Coach Godwin, congratulations. Uh, really good weekend and a four-game win streak uh, out of uh, last week for the Pirates. 
Hey, Patrick, how you doing, buddy? Appreciate you having me. Yes, good week. Um, anytime you can go four and one, that's a pretty good week. And um, we had uh, three really quality opponents with UNCW on the road, William and Mary here, and then Missouri State. So I uh, thought our guys did a really good job last week. Yeah, it really did. Uh, yesterday specifically, Coach, I thought – Obviously, the offense, the, the starting pitching has been uh, excellent all weekend. But I thought defensively, the Pirates looked sharp yesterday. I did, too. You know, I said it in my post game, but I, I forget what inning it was. It was either fifth or sixth. And, you know, if you're not really paying attention to the game or if you step away from you're watching it, uh, Hoover makes an unbelievable play down oh, the yeah. left field line to start the inning. And then the next guy hits a chopper up the middle which Starling is ranging to his right momentum going towards you know our dugout and, and makes a really good play to first base and, and I think a lot of people just don't understand the difficulty of those plays and both those guys make it look easy. Lane Hoover knows every square inch of that ballpark doesn't he? He should he's been out there for a long time <laughs> and he's been he's pretty much played anywhere in the outfield so he definitely knows that uh, all the different turns and quirks or anything like that. Yeah, and it was really great to see him, from an offensive standpoint, uh, play well yesterday. Seven out of his last 13 uh, in a, uh, RBIs yesterday, uh, multiple hits. And uh, Lane Hoover seems to uh, be back and dialed in, Coach. Yeah, he just was putting too much pressure on himself. Uh, he cares so much about our program, and he wants to win. And uh, I said this yesterday as well, but he's, just invested as much as any player that's ever played here um, in this place. And um, he, he just needs to go out there and have fun because he's worked so hard and, and not put extra pressure on himself. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, obviously, Savage, who was uh, just dominant again on Friday night. Josh Groves was uh, excellent yesterday and showed great a great demeanor on the mound, seemed to have contra- command of all of his pitches by and large. But let, let's start with uh, Spivey, Carter Spivey. Uh, looked like uh, 2022 uh, Carter Spivey, you were telling me before he went on uh, in his appearance on Saturday. He was really good. I mean, they they have a ton of left-handed hitters, and he had all four of his pitches working with his fastball, his cutter, his slider, and his changeup, and it's the best of changeups ever been uh, in a start. And he struck out nine guys, which that's not really his game to, to strike out a ton of guys. You know, it's more soft contact, but – he got his five innings, only gave up two runs, um, which, you know, one one of those runs was a block that normally our catchers make. So, uh-huh. um, but he, he pitched great against a really good offensive lineup. And I know they didn't show it this weekend, but if you look at Missouri State's numbers, they're super offensive. And um, our pitching made them look not offensive at times, but they're, they're going to score a lot of runs and have a really good offense this year. Veteran coach in a Midwest powered team and the Pirate Bats, uh, Pirate pitching rather, held their bats at bay. Talking to the Bears, uh, legendary coach, Coach Gutton yesterday before the game, he was really, uh, impressed with the pitching, particularly you Savage. So, uh, obviously echoing your thoughts there. Let, let's get to Trey's start on, uh, Friday 11 punch outs, uh, there and, and more of you Savage just doing great things on Friday night for the Pirates. Yeah, he goes seven and a third, gives up four hits, no runs, 11 punch outs. And, you know, when he comes out of the game, I think we're up one nothing. So, um, it's a tight game. And then we were able to get a couple extra runs on Wilcox's two run homer, um, with two outs to extend it to three. And, 
um, three nothing, and then Shankman follows uh, you Savage and you know gets the save and strikes out three guys in an inning and two third doesn't give up a hit, so he was outstanding. Yeah, Josh Groh's, uh really fantastic yesterday. Uh, long outing in his career yesterday, and uh, feeling pretty good. You were saying uh, afterwards, uh, after after that, uh, struck out uh, five, did walk five, but also uh, just allowed the three hits. And seemed like when he needed to make big pitches, by and large, he did yesterday. No, he made big pitches, and I, I thought the umpire zone at times was a little tight for him. You know, you and I were talking off air that the last battery faced the three-two pitch, and I haven't gone back and looked at it yet, but felt like he had earned that pitch throughout yeah. the day and uh-huh. didn't get it. You yeah. know, so he would have finished out the eighth inning if we could have, you know, got that pitch. But he made big pitches. We played great defense behind him, and it was good to see. I mean, I know he probably wants to strike out a lot of guys, but. For him to be able to just navigate a start where he wasn't striking out guys, but they were not uh, having a lot of hard contact. They were having soft contact. We let the defense make plays. Yeah, and in fact, one of their guys had three of their four hits for, for the Bears yesterday. So, I mean, that Yeah, was... the third baseman, we couldn't get that guy out. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, I mean, he was just the rest of the lineup he had uh, really tied up yesterday in a lot of ways. They just couldn't figure him out. Uh, Pirates. With the sweep of Missouri State, a really uh, offensive, uh, potent team, and a really solid team uh, as well. And uh, you'll you'll see them again competing uh, in their uh, conference uh, tournament. I'm sure for a spot in the postseason. Uh, Coach, as far as uh, the uh, hitting performances uh, over the weekend, and particularly yesterday, uh, Moylan winds up with the four hits on a windy day, maybe a little aided there. But I thought it was interesting uh, in Josh's post game comments. He Said, you know, look, I was hitting some on the button right at people earlier in the season, and so maybe, as you often say, that stuff kind of works out one way or the other. Swinging the bat well, and uh, hey, got some breaks yesterday, and ends up putting together his second four-hit game of his career. Yeah, I mean, probably two, three weeks ago, before you guys thought he was swinging the bat good, he was lining out just a whole lot, and the game evens itself out. I mean, you look yesterday, Starling crushes a ball. Um, that the left fielder makes a really good play on, or he'd have had a couple more RBIs. So, uh, you know, we focus on what you can control, and you can control squaring up the baseball, um, and we focus on quality at bats. And, and Josh knows that, and that's kept him in a better headspace this year than, you know, just worried about getting hits all the time. We uh, saw, uh, got, got to get over after the softball broadcast and, and see the last uh, inning and a half of uh, the baseball game Saturday. Pirates did a great job in that ninth inning of passing the bat and eventually getting it to uh, Starling, who uh, continues to hit very, very well. Take us through that ninth inning from your perspective, Coach. Well, Wilcoxon leads off with a single, and, um, you know, I really didn't want to punt in that situation. Uh, Carter Cunningham pinch hit for Nate Christman, and so... um, we took a strike and then we slashed and he hit a single in the right field. So then he got first and third with AMAC coming up and AMAC singled. So then he got first and second with no out games tied. And, uh, unfortunately Hoover didn't get a bunt down. Um, and so now there's, you know, one out and then, um, I'm trying to remember who was next, but it winds up being bases loaded. Um, one out with Starling up. Oh, Clonch hit the, the yep. ground ball to the second baseman that, he threw a, you know, a ball that 
that was just down in the dirt to the shortstop. So I don't think they would have been able to turn two, but I think they would have been able to get the lead out at um, second base. And then Starling comes up, and they got the infield in and hits the line drive up the middle. So um, it was a really good come-from-behind win, which uh, we've uh, been in some games like that. We just hadn't walked anybody off, so that was a good feeling for sure. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, the first one of those, as you say, walk-offs of the year. Uh, the crowd was really into it late in that game. Great crowd on uh, Saturday. I, I thought a good crowd yesterday, despite being probably a little cold for some people's taste. But uh, but Saturday, they really got into it. I think, again, that, that's part of the Clark LeClaire magic when Pirate Nation shows up at her loud. When the crowd's into it, it, it's just hard for other teams to close out innings. And uh, they were really into it. It was a regional-type atmosphere, and I – you know, put out on social media, which, you know, I don't, I don't like doing that stuff a lot, but I just really appreciate the passion and just the energy because our players feed off of it and it really affects the other team. And that pitcher had been rolling until that ninth inning. Uh, he had come in and struck a couple guys out and then all of a sudden it's not the same when he feels the pressure of the crowd. Coach Cliff Godwin with us here. I know we've talked about uh, him a little bit, but I, I want to talk about uh, his insertion into the game yesterday. Nathan Crispin coming on for uh, Joey Barini. Uh, came on, pinch ran, got a couple of uh, stolen bases, uh, advancing Will Coxon in that seventh inning by really kind of uh, reaching out and pulling a ball, make sure he hit it you know, to short where it wouldn't eliminate uh, Will Coxon. He was able to get the third, and then he gets a single in the eighth inning as well. So, uh, give uh, Pirate Nation, uh, passionate Pirate baseball fans, a little bit of the uh, latest on Nathan Crispin, Coach. Well, Nate, like, you know, a few of our other guys are really good players that, you know, just don't typically start the game for us. I mean, you look at guys that have come off the bench and Cam Clonch, the big moments, uh, Nate Crispin, uh, Carter Huntingham at times, uh, you know, Ron McChrystal. Um, at Queens. So that's the, the thing that has been really neat about this team is to this point, everybody's been extremely selfless and just want to win games and figure out ways to win. And, and Nate's been able to come off the bench just like yesterday. Joey walks and Nate's a little bit faster than Joey is. So put him over at first base. He's still second. And he's a good defensive shortstop. And like you said, he was trying to bunt to move uh, Wilcox over to third and got to two strikes, but then hit a ground ball up the middle. So that was uh, allowed Wilcoxon to move the third, and we talk about quality at bats. That's of course a quality at bat. Getting Wilcoxon the third with one out, and then I think uh, I can't remember, but we of course scored him. So right. that's one of the things that we take pride in is getting the guys to third base less than two outs, and then just getting them in. You know, before that kind of late inning barrage and and, and the Carter Cunningham home run. You all piled up a lot of hits, but I think only one had gone for extra bases at some point. This is in the mid to late innings, again, before kind of the explosion to really put them away. But you had scored six runs, and again, I think it comes back to we talked about being really crisp on defense, but I just think the execution at the plate at times yesterday looked to be really at a high level. Absolutely. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, just us. Uh, I can't remember what inning it was, but uh, – Will Cotson, they're in a shift, and he leads off with a bunt yep. for a hit. And then Joey Barini uh, sacrifices him over. And, and you look, you got to play with the wind, too. The wind was, you know, blowing in most of the day yesterday. So get uh, Will Cotson to second base, and uh, with two outs, Hoover drives him in, you know, hits a single into uh, left center field. So 
Uh, Starling had a drag bunt. Nowak put pressure on the pitcher and had a drag bunt. So uh, when we're clicking like that, it just makes it really, really tough on the defense. And you can see over the course of a weekend, I felt like we warmed down and they weren't able to make some plays defensively because of just the pressure we put on them all weekend. Yeah. Uh, Coach, uh, of course, uh, midweek coming up with uh, Campbell, a team you've already faced. This time you get them in Fayetteville, the uh, really nice minor league ballpark down there. Uh, so uh, just a couple thoughts on the matchup. And, hey, another opportunity for, for these guys to play in a, a just a, a gorgeous new professional ballpark, and that's always cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got a day to uh, kind of get ready for them, to be honest with you. Just, uh, you know, today our guys will be off after a long weekend, lift weights. We'll have practice tomorrow. and um, We haven't played well on the road when we're in school. <laughs> That's it. We're 0-3 when we've had to get on a bus during school and um, go play a game. So we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity of playing better. Um, so uh, Starling joked with me, uh, you know, yesterday said, "Well, Coach, we should just not go to class on Wednesday." Said, well, that's not gonna. That's not gonna work. I appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing that idea to me. But uh, we're gonna go to class until we have to be on the bus and go to the game. So. Yeah, uh, look, I, I'd have been right there with Starling back in my days <laughs> as well. You know, okay, Coach G, can we can we just can we just get on the bus? Uh, <clears throat> take us through maybe what that day's like, uh, Coach, because it is a little different. As far as the travel, you know, yeah, those midweeks. Yeah, it, it is. So normally in a midweek game, we're playing teams that are, you know, an hour and a half, two hours max away. So they go to classes up until, whatever, 11, noon, depending on what time the game is. Um, they'll get to the facility. They'll have a team meal. Uh, we'll have a hitters meeting. We will have uh, a team meeting. And then we get on the bus and get there and take DP and in and out like we would do any other day. Um the unique thing about uh, this game coming up is we got to flip to see who's going to be home or away. So oh, okay. JJ gets the uh, honors to do that, so uh, um, which he does during regionals and every other time because I just let him handle flipping the coin. But we'll figure that out. And um, if we are the home team, it'll make it a little bit different because we'll take DP first, which we do have a locker room available to us there, so we'll be able to have some a, a space to, to go hang out if we are the home team. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, Cliff Godwin with us. And uh, we uh, update that for you every week. Uh, Mondays, late morning, midday at the latest, but usually it's uh, kind of mid to late morning. Go to our website, 94.3thegame.com, the complete podcast, which uh, that was about all of it this week. Uh, that complete podcast, uh, you can listen to it before it airs here on the Patrick Johnson Show. It's on 94.3thegame.com right there on the uh, homepage of 943thegame.com. I thought it was interesting that uh to learn that indeed this is the, kind of a neutral site game for the uh for the Pirates and Camels. So Pirates could be the home team and in a game that I think will be tightly contested uh that could be a big thing, but uh I expect a lot of Pirate fans to be out and about in Fayetteville on Wednesday night. We'll have uh, a show leading into you for coverage at 5.45 on Wednesday. That'll be our next broadcast of Pirate Baseball with a 6 o'clock first pitch. I do not think, unless uh, Campbell uh, arranges something similar to what Queens did with the Cannonballers, I don't, do not think that we'll, there'll be any kind of video for this. So uh, one of those deals. Hey, thanks to Coach Godwin for being with us. Uh, some Pirate Baseball players, Starling Groves. 
you savage others uh will be uh, the guest for inside pirate athletics the radio show coming up here in just a few minutes thanks to chris cook for his help today We'll be back tomorrow and uh, get into some of the NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16. Houston making it, of course, out of the American future, American member FAU. That's all tomorrow, 5 o'clock right here.